In life, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail and your career is no exception. Listen, you have put in too much time, too much effort, too much money, too many student loans, not to think seriously and strategically about your career development. Welcome to the Graceful Hustle Podcast, where people of faith learn how to amplify their professional impact. I'm your host, Monique Carkham Edwards, a New Orleans girl who loves seafood, a wannabe fashion stylist, wife, and mother. I'm also an executive strategist, attorney, and pastor, and I'm here to help you get to the C-suite with your soul right. It's January, so y'all already know what that means. Goals, New Year's resolutions are in full effect. And I'm sure those of you who have set goals for 2020 have already thought about how much weight you want to lose, how much better shape you want to be in, how much more money you want to save or invest this year. Those are a lot of our typical goals, right? We all want to be skinnier and we all want to be richer. (laughs) But since you all, my tribe of people of faith, I'm sure many of you also have spiritual goals. You pray more, you want to meditate more, attend your place of worship more frequently. You may want to participate consistently in ministry more. Maybe you want to give more consistently to the ministry. But along with your fitness, weight loss, financial, and spiritual goals, let's take some time in January 2020 to talk about your career goals and how you're going to get there. Now more than ever, it's critical that we proactively manage our careers, manage the trajectory of our careers, think strategically about career development, because no one else is going to do this for us. Listen, even if you've been identified as a high potential employee, your high potential talent, even if you've been promoted recently, even if your boss loves you, the primary responsibility for managing your career still lands with you. It doesn't land with HR, even though to a large degree, their job is to think strategically about talent development. The thing is they're doing that, but they're doing it for the entire organization or for the entire department or for the entire function. And what typically happens is their attention goes on a select few. And if you aren't fortunate enough to make it on their radar, you can kind of fall through the cracks. HR professionals are busier than ever. They have diversity and inclusion, things that they have to deal with. They have to manage mental health issues in the workplace. Some of them are dealing with management or union issues. So our HR professionals and our bosses are way too busy to sit around thinking about Hmm, what's going to happen with Monique's career? So we each need to engage in a habit of thinking strategically about our careers, not just what job we'd like to have next, but really think about the what and the how over time. What do we want our career to look like over time? And how are we going to develop that? So today I'm giving you four steps to thinking strategically about your career. Step number one, make yourself, force yourself to set aside the time 
I don't know what's more tempting, hitting the snooze button on the alarm clock in the morning or delaying crucial life planning sessions like scheduling time to think about your career. It's so tempting when life and work get busy to put things like career planning off because career planning is important. But let's face it, that deadline staring you in the face, that sucker is urgent. And as is typical, because we've all done it, we bow to the tyranny of the urgent and we can end up neglecting some things that are very important. But just like repeatedly hitting the snooze button in the morning can get you fired because you get to work late, so can failing to think strategically about your career. Well, listen, it may not actually get you fired, but it certainly can leave you stuck and vulnerable professionally. So listen, deadlines are a real thing and they will continue to be a thing. The hectic schedule is never going to end. Later, never comes. As we say, someday is not a day of the week. And what we usually think is I'm going to really take some time to think about my career and plan it strategically someday, but it never comes. And given the vulnerabilities that you can face in the workplace, if you aren't strategic, there is so much need for you and I to strategically, thoughtfully, intentionally plan our careers. And we need to start that today. So scheduling time to think strategically about your career is critical. That's step number one. And you have to force yourself to do it and do it now. Now, scheduling time is one thing. Sticking to said schedule is another. (laughs) I have been so guilty of scheduling and then rescheduling and scheduling and then breaking an appointment with myself. So one of the things that can be helpful is finding a career or business buddy, someone who can hold you accountable for making time to plan your career and you can return the favor to them, which leads me into step two. As a second step, I highly recommend sitting down with your think tank, the people in your life who are smart, critical thinkers, folks who know and understand you reasonably well, and they have some level of professional savvy. And since we're people of faith, it'd be great if these people also had a great, a good degree of spiritual insight and maturity and discernment and getting with these folks and creating a tribe a think tank, a mastermind group that can hold you accountable, not only to keep to your promise to make the time to do what it is that you're supposed to do to plan your career, but they can also be a sounding board for you. But before you sit down with your think tank, what's going to make this experience with them so much more valuable is if you really take the time to think about what it is you want to accomplish. You may not be able to figure out the exact role or title that you like, but having some idea of what you want to be and where you want to go professionally is critically important. You know the old adage, garbage in, garbage out, or the expression, the answer is only as good as the question. So 
Spend some time figuring out what you want, even at a high level. Think about what you want in your career. Think about the kind of work you want to do, the kinds of teams you want to lead, the kinds of projects or initiatives you want to work on. Think about the kinds of things you want to accomplish or contribute to professionally, to an organization. Consider industry trends that may impact what you do and how you work in the future. Think about all of those things. Think about what that would look like over the next seven to 10 years. And then when you sit with your think tank, you are putting them in a much better position to be able to really add value to what you're thinking. Now, let me back up. I said seven to 10 years. I wouldn't go out much past that because business and organizational dynamics change so quickly. There's no need to make it a 15 or 20 year plan that's going to turn out to be obsolete. So I think thinking seven to 10 years ahead is more than sufficient. So think about these answers, because if you think about the types of roles you want, the kinds of people, the kinds of projects that you want to be experiencing in the next seven to 10 years, it's going to serve as a roadmap for you. You know, it's kind of reverse engineering and figuring out what kinds of skills you need to acquire in order to get the roles or experiences or opportunities that you want. And so, again, one way to do this is to sort of reverse engineer your career. You're reverse engineering your resume. And the answers to these questions will be incredibly helpful to you because when you sit with your think tank and you have these answers and you talk about what you see yourself doing and the folks you see yourself doing it with, they can give you some input on the kinds of skills that they've observed other leaders, VPs or C-suite folks. They can give you some insight as to the kind of skills that they've observed in people who successfully manage those roles. Maybe your tribe can talk about their own experiences in preparing for these kinds of roles. Your folks can make you aware of trainings or certification programs that can enhance your professional skill set and profile. They can help you think about what kinds of stretch or developmental opportunities that are present in your current role that could prep you for those things that you want in the future. So, That is the value that a think tank can bring, but only when you've done the work prior so that you come with some clay that they can help you mold. So using all the goodness that you just gained in step two by thinking deeply about what you want and leveraging your think tank to help you flesh out what's needed to get there, you know, the next step is to take an inventory of the skills and qualifications and experience that you have now and check them against what you'll need in the future. In other words, step three is do a gap analysis. A gap analysis. This way, you can easily figure out what it is that you need to work on. What's the gap between the skill set experiences that you have now versus the skill set experiences and qualifications that you need to get to the next level over the next seven to 10 years. So 
what I just gave you are the first three steps. Step one, take the time to really think strategically about your career and what you want to experience. Make yourself, force yourself to make the time. Solicit the help of a buddy if you need to for accountability. Step two, do the skills and qualification and experience mapping with the help of your think tank. And then third, do a gap analysis. Now, if you don't have a tribe well-suited to helping you with this, this is where a career coach, an executive coach, would really come in handy for you to help you think through the how that goes along with the what of your career strategy planning. Now, I do this kind of work with clients frequently, but you can work with any career coach that you know, like, and trust. So now, step four, take your show on the road. This step has three components. So there's a 4A and a 4B. The first component, 4A, to taking your show on the road is about gaining external visibility, developing an industry profile, creating a reputation outside of your current company. This could be done by joining and taking on a significant invisible role in a relevant industry or professional organization or association. This can be done by speaking on panels. You can gain external visibility by blogging around your area of expertise. You can gain external visibility by publishing articles for industry rags, doing these things creates visibility, and it expands your personal brand beyond your current employer, making you more marketable. It's also great for networking and learning. And by doing this, you get exposure to people and exposure to opportunities. And that exposure and those opportunities can shape and inform your own career strategy. So you can learn things that you didn't know, and it can be a part or become a part of your career strategy. You might learn about certain types of roles or certain types of um, technologies or just different things that can help you say, hmm, I never thought about that. That's interesting. I'm now exposed to that. I now know that it may change what I do as part of my career strategy. So 
that's wonderful when you get that exposure. But the other thing that external visibility can lead to is other job opportunities. You know, now for more on networking and how networking can help you gain other job opportunities. I did a whole episode on that. I think it was episode number four, You Better Network. That has some really helpful tips on becoming a better networker and some of the benefits of that. So just go back and check that out. But speaking of networking leading to new job opportunities, studies have shown that external hires at companies get paid 18 to 20% more than internal employees who are promoted into similar jobs. Why? Professionals are often taken for granted within their current organizations, but other companies are willing to pay a premium to lure new talent away. So the second step, or the second component, I should say, to step four, so this is 4B in taking your show on the road, is being open to pursuing outside opportunities as part of your career planning strategy. So we have 4A, which is be intentional about raising your external profile. And then 4B, be willing to pursue opportunities outside your current company. This could end up proving more financially lucrative. There may be more or better opportunities there. So there you have it, your four steps to thinking strategically about your career. Just to review, step one is make yourself set aside the time, get an accountability partner. Step two, figure out what you want, the skills, the qualifications, and the experiences that you need to, or that you want to have in future roles seven to 10 years out. And get your tribe to help you think through what that will look like and what you'll need in order to to get there. And then third, do a gap analysis. Where am I now? And how do I need to be intentionally developing myself for these future roles? And then step four, take your show on the road. 4A is gain external visibility by developing an industry profile and increasing your marketability and value that way. And then step 4B is be willing to explore opportunities outside of your current company. Listen, I know you all are busy professionals and this seems like one more thing added to your already full plate. But just to show y'all the importance of thinking strategically about your career. I want to share a story from mine. At one point in my career, I had been very successful in my role and I enjoyed my role. It was going extremely well. And I was approached by my GC asking me to take a promotion to a different type of role. And At this point in my career, I really hadn't given much thought to where I wanted to go next. Hadn't really mapped it out. And I just agreed to take the role that my GC wanted me to take. Now, some of you may may be thinking, well, Mo, you know, listen, the GC asked you to do it. That's the big boss. How could you really turn it down? And you're right. I probably could not have turned it down without some ramifications and some expenditure of political capital. 
But here's what I could have done. Had I really thought things through, I would have been able to better evaluate whether this new role that was being proposed to me was really right for me. And I have to tell you, it absolutely was not. I hated it. It was the worst two years of my entire life. I hated the people. I hated the work. I just, I hated everything about the role. But I really hadn't thought through what I did want. And since I didn't know what I really wanted, when this came to me, I took it. Again, maybe I really didn't have much of a choice, but here's what I could have done if I had really thought through my career development strategically. I could have sat with my GC, had an intelligent, thoughtful conversation about where I wanted my career to go, explain that this role eh, didn't really do it for me, but if this was something that was needed for the good of the department, the good of the company. I was willing to take one for the team. I'll take this role, but in exchange for that, I'd like to be considered for X, Y, Z role down the line. I could have had a thoughtful, strategic quasi negotiation around that role. And I also could have gained some assurances from my GC that this new role would give me the skills, the qualifications, and the experience that I needed for a role that I really wanted after this role. But in order to do all of that, your girl had to have sat down and thought about what she really wanted to do. And I had not done that. So I ended up taking the role. And like I said, I was miserable. I hated it. And I'm sure the clients hated me. It was the feeling was probably mutual. (laughs) No, seriously, I, I did pretty well in the role, but I was not happy. And thinking strategically about your career really gives you the opportunity to make the most of those kinds of transitions. So learn from my pain. Don't let the tyranny of the urgent keep you from paying attention to the important. Focus on these three steps and you will begin to lay the groundwork for the kind of career that you really love and can fully embrace. This has been episode 21 of the Graceful Hustle podcast. Four steps to thinking strategically about your career. Hopefully this has been helpful to you guys hit me up on social media hit me up at speakmonique.com oh if you have not already signed up to be on my mailing list do so go to my website and the one thing that you will want to do definitely is download my free journal five lies that are killing your career and what to do about it that's all folks take good care and i'll see you at the top